Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. You got to fight for your right. Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. That was Chiefs Radio and Travis Kelsey celebrating an overtime win. And you know what? This wasn't even the best Chiefs team we've seen. Maybe it was the best defense, Perloff. Yeah. But the fact that they win back-to-back titles, it's the first time it's happened in 20 years, three and five years, and this wasn't even them at the peak of their powers. Well, are you sure about that? Because I think this Chiefs team could have maybe beaten the earlier Chiefs teams. In a way, Mahomes is more mature. He's better game manager. The defense is 20 times better than the early. Yeah, it's just a different team. I'm not going to say it's a worse team. Uh, well, the Chiefs defense always had a, a way to rise to the occasion yeah. at Super Bowls, except for the one, obviously, they got blown out against Brady and the Bucks. But they had a way of, of rising to the occasion in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. This one, the defense led the way kind of wire to wire uh, throughout the season. But no, I thought the offense, even up till last night, was yeah. really shaky for the Chiefs. And considering this is one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen, yeah, I'm going to say this was this was one of the vulnerable ones. I mean, underdogs, three playoff games, yeah. two, three playoff games in a row. They were favored, obviously, against the Dolphins, the wild card round. They go to Buffalo to, and win. They go to Baltimore and win. And Mahomes said it after the game, don't make us underdogs, you know? And they get the well, last laugh. I'll, I'll say this. They had more control of last night's game than they did last year's Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts tore them apart. That's true. Last year's Super Bowl, they were down 24-14 and a half, and Patrick Mahomes was limping around like no one even knew if he was going to come out of the locker room. So it's not like they were under total control. I actually disagree with you a little bit. I thought they had more control in the second half, even when they were trailing. I just felt like Mahomes knew he could he could press certain buttons on that Niners defense, specifically running the ball. So I was never panicked on the Chiefs at all. Okay, but it took him forever to finally run. I mean, we didn't even really see Patrick Mahomes use his legs until late in the fourth quarter yeah, and overtime. They were just playing very conservative. They jumped out. So you really thought when it was they jumped out 13-10 in the third quarter, I think all of America thought, okay, well, the Chiefs are, are going to win here because they're the Chiefs and they have Patrick Mahomes. I was, I think Brock Purdy deserves a lot of credit. He had what could have been the go-ahead touchdown drive and two 
could have been game-winning, Super Bowl-winning field goal drives. I know it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but you got to give him some credit too. I, I don't have a problem with how Purdy played. I mean, at, at the crucial times, he had Chris Jones in his face. He had Trent yeah. McDuffie in his face. I mean, I thought Purdy, I thought Purdy was fine in this game. You know, what, I, was he the difference? Clearly not. Um, and Patrick Mahomes was. And there are a lot of other factors here. I'll disagree with you on. You know, I don't think that the Chiefs are kind of like laying in wait. Like this is we got them exactly where we want them. I, I think they were sloppy too. The whole game was, and quite frankly rather boring until it got really exciting at the end. And then obviously the overtime was an all-timer. We're asking you the question, did the 49ers lose this game or did the Chiefs win it? Um, Perloff, you you tend to think that the Chiefs really grabbed this thing and won it. I I see it that the 49ers let it slip through their fingers. There were so many little defensive things they did. Uh, For example... We we have this Maggie and Perloff three bets a week, yeah. one prop, one over under, and the game. I had Brock Purdy rushing yards, and I was sure I was going to win. Brock Purdy had a great nine yard run, and they tagged on a fifteen yard run later in that drive. They tried another run, but Spagnola decided to spy the rest of that drive. Yep. I thought it was brilliant. So the Niners ran a play that was supposed to be a Purdy run, and he was shocked to see a linebacker there where it shouldn't have been. Everything they did. I think Spies Pagnolo had an answer. He knew when to blitz O.J. McDuff, uh, McDuffie. He knew when. O.J. Have, McDuffie. Yeah, Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie, yeah. <laughs> O.J. McDuffie's the former one. Miami Dolphins yep. kick returner. who was yep. awesome, Penn State. Regardless, Steve Spagnuolo knew exactly when to blitz. And I think Purdy did it as good as he could because the Chiefs defense was on a heater. I think the 49ers let this slip away. And again, you can go vote at Maggie and Pearl. Did the 49ers lose this game or did the Chiefs win it? I, I think the 49ers lost this game. You are not going to get these kind of opportunities where at least you have the defending champs a bit off kilter. I mean, you had Kelsey so incensed in the first half, he's bumping into Andy Reid. You had a moment where you really could have started to force Patrick Mahomes to try to, you know, get up. Uh, out of the system, if you will, or try to force throws or, you know, whatever, and they couldn't do it. And you let the Chiefs hang around you're going to you're going to find out and they did and this was a step up in opponent from the lions and from the green bay packers because of the amount of experience that the chiefs have in these moments and you know for for Kyle Shanahan I, I don't know how you recover from this the one thing is you look over on the other side and you see Andy Reid who never won a super bowl uh, until he got into age 60 and he was always known as this great offensive mind and he finally got through when he got Patrick Mahomes but if you're Shanahan, I mean, he's already a pretty woundly tight dude. You have to think, how am I ever going to beat this team if I couldn't beat them last night? Well, you said something earlier, you know, you don't know when you're going to be back. The Niners are back every year. They're in, at least in the conference title game. Why won't they be back next year? There's nothing to stop this team. Uh, and listen, <laughs> the Chiefs dynasty, you can't keep winning feel, uh, you can't keep winning Super Bowls by three points. Kind of a thin margin. Uh, you're the looking Patriots at the, did it for 20 years. Yeah, but they lost a bunch of those too. That's true. So uh, I, I think yes, this is the dynasty. But it's not like it's not like they're blowing these teams away in the Super Bowl. This isn't always going to work. This formula. I we can get this later. I am not high on the Chiefs getting to six Super Bowl six Super Bowl wins like the Patriots. Like I think like this formula. You know, Kelsey's getting older. Reed's getting older. Yes, it's a dynasty. 
Is it that kind of dynasty? I mean, how many times are they going to be able to do this, Maggie? We will get to that. What type of dynasty are we witnessing? Is it more like a Patriots dynasty? Is it more like a Cowboys dynasty? Um, let's hear from Shanahan, though, shall we? Shanahan saying the um, the Chiefs' defense was the toughest they've been. We called a couple bootlegs and stuff, which is, I mean, you do that on that, but, I mean, that's what Brock does. Brock scrambles. He makes some plays, and, um, I mean, we knew it would be like that. Just going, I mean, that was the toughest defense we've been against this year. We knew it going into the game. Um, I mean, that, that's a good group. I mean, the way they mix up the blitzes and stuff and the two shell coverages, they're tough against the run, and um, the man coverage they played was tough, but that's why they haven't given up 27 or more than 27 this year. So um, we had our chances, um, needed to score a couple touchdowns, and we didn't. Yeah, I mean. He's, it, he's talking about that exact play I'm talking about where Purdy bootlegged, and they didn't think the linebacker was going to be there, and the Chiefs had an answer. That is a Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan special, and they took it away. I think Spagnuolo is the MVP of this game. He is, but maybe when you comb back over the details of this, are you going to look at the 49ers and say you had, you know, fourth and four, you had another fourth and three, and these were times when you took the field goal? Now, again, is this playing the results or just trying to play that more conservative game plan? Um, well, he did actually, Shanahan, uncharacteristically, did try on fourth and three, and they converted that George Kittle pass. Yeah. I mean, at least he did that. So he, he <laughs> when they were losing, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, but yeah. I think a lot of people that was a really aggressive. That's the most aggressive call Kyle Shanahan's ever made. I think it was in field goal range. He could have gone for the field goal range. Uh, that was a big, big play. I'm not going to kill Shanahan. So you guys, I asked you earlier, fourth and four in overtime. It's tough because is, that is a tough call. And also because, again, to your point, Steve Spagnuolo was dialing up some major, major pressure. Um, okay, so Kyle Shanahan. Uh, asked about going for on fourth down. Is this in the overtime? No, this was this was um, uh, in regulation when they were they were going. They said they kicked the field goal that ended up tying. They ended up getting putting them up three instead right. of going obviously for a touchdown that would have made the Chiefs have to come down and score a touchdown. Okay, so this is Shanahan being asked when they kicked the field goal to go up twenty two to nineteen with about seven twenty. Oh no no, I made it fifty three. I think. Pardon me. Yeah. This is uh, excuse me. This is when um, with about. Uh, I think it was right two under, minutes left. It was the first play after yeah, the two minute warning. One fifty three yeah. left, um, and they keep the field. Goal. And this would have put this put them up nineteen to sixteen. Here, Shanahan said he did not consider going for it. No, we never thought about there fourth and four. I mean, even if we do go and score, they still can go down and match it. And um, so, no, there wasn't a thought there. Okay, let's move to the overtime. Shanahan said he did want the ball first once they won the coin toss. Uh, it's just something we talked about with. You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. Uh, and then finally, Shanahan saying he has no regrets. What I can't live with is when I do stuff that I didn't plan on doing or that I didn't do and second-guess myself. And um, I'm proud of what we did today as a coaching staff and as players in terms of we did – we worked and we did everything that we planned on doing. We just didn't get it done. And any play that didn't work out, yeah, you always look at that stuff. But that's, that's how every game is, and that's what we work at. Okay, so one of the big – moments of the game that's being criticized is Kyle Shanahan deciding to take the ball in overtime when they lost the original coin toss to start the game, but they win the coin toss in overtime and they decide to take the ball. They go down, kick the field goal. You give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
and they score a touchdown, good night. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's easy to second-guess it now. It probably was a mistake, but you have to understand their defense was gassed. they just been letting up these long drives to the Chiefs. Yeah. I think the Chiefs score a touchdown easily. That puts pressure on young Brock Purdy to score a touchdown to match them, which I might have been hard because the Chiefs could have protected the end zone. And even that last – even the touchdown drive by the Chiefs, I mean, you had to have some pretty – pretty nifty Mahomes plays to get that touchdown. The throw to Rasheed Rice was incredible. I, I think that it, it's, a, it's a good point. If the Chiefs had come down and kicked the field goal, then the Niners have the advantage. You do want the ball third there because the third the third score is the final score. Right, that's a sudden death. Yeah, I mean, if the Chiefs had come down and kicked the field goal to tie the game, then it works out. Uh, not that anyone in America understood what was going on with the, the game clock. <laughs> no, it was weird. And we'll talk about this. Why they had a clock going? It didn't. Well, you mean can't take a, you can't take away the clock. You can't Why? just have nothing there okay. because the clock. graphics are all set up with a clock. <laughs> <laughs> but the, right, so CBS would add to Audible. So here's the thing, though: the clock is meaningless. I know, but well, I do think they might take breaks at quarters. So they were going to take re- a break. It at isn't quarter. meaningless, but you have to reverse fields and stuff. Okay, I, I guess I, you know, it was very confusing. Jim Nance did clean it up at the end, where he said, you know, right before the game-winning touchdown, he said, if this quarter ends, we just go to another quarter. And all of America was like, oh, okay. Um, here's the why Kyle Shanahan is wrong about this, and why this is flawed logic to me. And listen, he's got all the analytics and all that, but to me, you're playing in overtime. You've already, the odds are already, you know going to be tougher for you because I I think because they have Patrick Mahomes and you don't why you would be playing for a longer amount like you are trying to extend the game as long as possible that's what the Chiefs should be trying to do we've got the better quarterback we've got the better coaching staff we think we should be trying to extend this game as long as possible the 49ers should be trying to shorten the game as much as possible that's why I would have given it to let the Chiefs go first even if our defense is gassed if they score, who cares? We get the ball back. And yeah. then we can, if they, you know, it's not like the Chiefs' offense had been gangbusters at that point or any point throughout the game. Oh, there's no way they were stopping the Chiefs' offense in that situation. It was just the final drive that was the most impressive one because Patrick Mahomes got an eight yard scramble on a fourth and one. Yeah. And that Rasheed Rice catch on third and six for 13 yards. That was the most impressive part until the Hardman touchdown. Yeah, I, I thought the Niners were a little gassed at that point. Remember, uh, MVS got the ball. Marquez Valdez-Skin like, got the ball, could have had a five-yard gain, and for some reason went six <laughs> yards backwards. Yeah, that no. happened in that overtime drive. No, I, I'm well aware. And, right, so the Chiefs, the key is that they get four downs to play with because they already know that they're not going to. They need the touchdown. They need, they need a field goal or a touchdown. They could have gotten a field goal, too. I, I totally understand, but it could have worked out differently. They could The Niners got down to the. 10-yard line. They easily could have scored a touchdown there. Then, if they score a touchdown, they have a huge advantage, because even if the Chiefs tie it, then the Niners just have to kick a field goal to win the game. No, I get it, but I don't want the game going as long as... I'm not playing... If if I'm Shanahan, I don't want to think about the third possession. I want to end this in the second possession. But you you know... But I think Shanahan knew that the Chiefs were getting points. I I think they knew at that point they weren't going to be able to stop Mahomes. So the question is, can we outscore them in overtime? I mean, they would have lost. Honestly, they would have lost that game either way, in my opinion, because the Chiefs were just much more poised in, in overtime. They were. They're the Chiefs. They've been there a million times. Well, I mean, it wasn't a terrible drive here from the 49ers. You just had a lot of pressure from Chris Jones on that third and four. Tony Romo talked about it. But you had that 13-yard uh, catch by Juszczyk, 
where he reaches out to the the first down line and no one even there's no replay. They don't stop the game. They don't say maybe. I mean, I'm glad sure they didn't stop the game. It? Yeah, I don't Get understand why moving. you're upset about that. That was obviously a football move. Here's why. I've been conditioned. This is Kyle Juszczyk on a second and 12 from the 29-yard line. He gets a 13-yard reception, and he catches the ball, makes like one move, dives her out of bounds. The ball comes loose out of bounds. They replay everything in our lives. Everything. Everything gets reviewed. We have no idea what a catch is. And now in overtime of the Super Bowl, we're just going to let this one go? But Maggie, is there anyone besides Chiefs fans that wanted that to be reviewed? Well, I mean, does any of yeah. us uh, want uh, or rather one didn't or oh. didn't want that to be a catch? Yeah. Anyone who maybe bet the 49ers <laughs> like me? I, yeah, but I mean, again, it's people who are right, like... If you bet the 49ers, you want it to be a catch. I want it to be a catch, but I'm just saying it's one way the whole season, which is review uh, everything. I don't th- I'm not sure. If this sure. was week six, it would have taken 20 minutes well, to Well, let's put it this out. way. In the regular season, there isn't a coach in the league who would have challenged that play. Not, there's, I mean, it would have been reviewable in the last two minutes, but... That was nobody was going to challenge that because it wasn't even that close. I didn't think. I mean, there were the for me the egregious one was the the grounding call on Mahomes when he almost threw the ball. The guy almost caught the ball, and they call it grounding. Yeah, that was early on in the game. Eight five five two one two four CBS. So, question is: Did the 49ers lose this game, or did the Chiefs go out and win it? Frank's in Georgia. He's got a thought. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning. Uh, hope you're not having a football hangover like I am this morning. <laughs> Many, uh, many hangovers, I'm sure, happening this morning. It's more of a food hangover than a beer hangover, <laughs> no actually. No doubt. Um, you know, first I want to agree with people, Adi. I think it was a very sloppy game. But I really think that the Chiefs really beat the 49ers. 49ers had their opportunities uh, to score and take control of the game, and, and they didn't take advantage of that. And the Chiefs did, especially in the second half. There's kind of like, um, bottom line, I think Kyle Sheenan got outcoached by Spagnolia and Reed. Yeah. And because by the middle of the fourth quarter, you know, all the wide receivers are wide open all of a sudden. And Holmes is just picking his spots and making the plays. And they just, and it couldn't, the point I just couldn't recover. It's kind and of like, sudden, um, you're right. Kelsey came back alive. I mean, they started going to, like, a Justin Watson for a 25-yard gain. They were still handing it to Pacheco. I mean, yeah, they had everything rolling. Yeah, it was like they were pull, pulling their punches a little bit until the second half, kind of like uh, like Rocky II. You know, <laughs> Rocky Balboa was fighting left-handed most of the fight, and all of a sudden he switches right hand. And it was kind of like that. I think maybe this is Reed's plan all along. Um, was to kind of be conservative in the first half and then open it up and and, and really pick them apart in the second half. Mm. I totally agree. Now, what happened in the first half, too, you have to remember, they had the long pass to Hardman, and Pacheco fumbled it. They were about to take the lead right there. Yep. And once, once the Chiefs had that lead, I think they could have held on to it the whole game. This, the Chiefs were the better team. I'm sorry, slightly better team because there was something. there's something lacking with the Niners. Like, Everyone's saying that they should have, you know, they blew an opportunity. Did you really feel the Niners' offense had answers for this Chiefs' defense? Like, they blew plays? There was not a lot of, you know, Purdy would go back and there'd be three guys in his face and he would try and try and make plays, but it was hard to get consistent offense there. It was hard to get consistent offense, but I I didn't think they were ever out of it. I didn't think yeah. the Chiefs were so wildly outplaying them. Absolutely no, I, not. The second, yes, but in the second half, they definitely got outplayed. The Chiefs had 19 points. Um uh, 
And the, to, to Purdy's credit, he came back and really stepped up the offense late in the game. But I didn't think there was a lot of easy offense. Like the, no, Normally, remember the Niners during the regular season against the Cowboys and the Eagles? They were just rolling over people. And McCaffrey had these huge holes. There was no... McCaffrey, did he have a single hole the whole game? Barely. No, I think the longest run he had was 11 yards. Yeah, there was, was nothing the there half. for him. Yeah. And he couldn't... And also, he didn't break any tackles last night. Which made me wonder if uh, maybe you don't use him so much during the regular season. Maybe leave a little left in the tank. 855-212-4CBS. We see you guys on the phones. Today is about you and about fans reacting to this game. Whether it's the 49er fans, this has got to be crushing. But, you know, this is a place to come and vent. Air it out right here. And for the Chiefs fans, congratulations. For the rest of us, uh, much like Pete Bellotti's fourth book. What the hell's the matter with you people? <laughs> New York Times bestseller. I think we're screwing up the volumes here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was your second book. Hey, second, yes. yes. I appreciate my signed copy. Uh, coming up, a <laughs> lot more to do, including um, where the Chiefs rank now. But we'll get to your phone calls on the X's and O's and the tit for tat of this game. Did the 49ers lose it? Did the Chiefs win it? We're back with more in a moment. Juszczyk goes in motion, McCaffrey back in, Purdy out of the shotgun, three-step drop, throws middle, and it's caught by Ray Ray McLeod out to midfield, he got hit hard by Legereus Sneed, but another big chunk, Purdy is off to a sizzling start in Super Bowl 58. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You know one thing about this game? Did you notice that there wasn't an incompletion until about 17 minutes into the game, which sounds like, oh, the offenses were really cooking. To me, that's like, would you throw a pass downfield? Would you at least risk any? Was there a 50-50 ball the entire game? Not really. I thought both coaches were playing offense not to lose. I bet you if Kyle Shanahan could go back, he would be much less conservative. And everyone's saying, oh, he should have run McCaffrey more. No, I think he should have opened up the passing game and played 49. I thought he lacked aggression early on. and Well, toward the end, he... Did open up the passing game. I think if he could do it again, he'd say, you know what? I have more faith in Brock Purdy. I'm going to let him throw downfield because there was just too much dink and dunk. I think that's why people Pilati hated the game so much. <laughs> well, finally, he started opening up and ended up being to Jawan Jennings, who's kind of yep. been the safety blanket a bit for Brock Purdy, despite all the other maybe bigger, flashier names on the offense. And, you know, two of the bigger plays, you just heard the Ray Ray McLeod, but also use check with the two touchdowns. And, excuse me, uh, Jawan Jennings with the two touchdowns, use check with a big. A twelve-yard gain late, so it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what we're talking. Where that? Okay, so a big play to the fullback and one Jawan Jennings throwing the ball. Where was Purdy with those gigantic numbers? And Purdy played fine. I just think the offense was was kind of nervous in the first half. Well, that or Steve Spagnolo. Yeah, I mean, it could be a combo. It was not letting Ayuk get off. You know, uh, Rich is in Chicago wants to talk about Kyle Shanahan and some of his decisions. Again, our poll question today, did the Chiefs go out and win this game or did the 49ers lose it? Uh, Rich, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? I think, doing? The, Chiefs, I think the Chiefs won it. And part of the reason that I mentioned this to your producer is Shanahan is like watching Groundhog Day. Perloff hit it right when he talks about his style of coaching. I think the thing that is he's plagued with, and this happened this year, they had to play two NFC North teams, but they could have lost both games. Again, I think they stepped up in class right. against the Chiefs, and it's a different ball game. That's the first problem. But what bailed them out to Perloff's comments, if you remember what bailed them out in both those uh, preliminary games was opening it up, coming back from a big deficit, throwing the ball all over the lot. Right. 
Yeah. And Purdy's legs. And, and the one thing, one thing that people will learn, and and I've I've seen it a million a million times because I played previously too, is when you play a team with a dynamic offense, kicking field goals is not going to beat that team, and it just won't. When you've got Kansas City, who's a high scoring team, you can make the argument so the Forty ers but do you really want to kick a field goal and give the ball back to Mahomes? No, I I, mean, he, I get that, Rich. But they the yeah. Chiefs were not a high scoring team this year. That was the whole thing. I, they were I not a dynamic that. offense. They just have the best quarterback tight end combination in the league, and they finally showed themselves in the second half. Yeah, but you know, it comes down to two things that I thought the game came down to, and I bet it that way is an advantage in coaching with Andy Reid. And when you look at Mahomes, and I'm not down on Purdy. I like Purdy, but he's he's no Mahomes. Mahomes had 400 yards offense, and Purdy had 260. Not bad, not great. He ran for 12 yards. So I think it's a mismatch. And I think Shanahan doesn't get it that you don't kick field goals, you know, and they had, what, two, three times? Yeah, but four. you know what, Rich? And Shanahan will say, and appreciate your phone call and your perspective, always do. He'll say – we were just trying to put points on the board. You yeah. know, they didn't feel like, and they, you're right. They did have a big fourth down conversion to Kittle, but I can, I think I'm critical of Shanahan in this game because yes, there was the uh, totally conservative, way too conservative to allow the chiefs to hang around when you were, you had the upper hand in the first half. Yes. I, I think actually rich has an interesting point. Do you think the Niners, sort of get together in the offseason and look at the analytics and say, maybe we should start being aggressive on fourth down. A little more Dan Campbell mixed in. Uh, We know now he's right. Settling for field goals against the Chiefs would not get it done. They kind of thought, I mean, listen, it came very close to getting it done. Yeah, I know. But I wonder if they they actually step back and say, maybe we should be a little more modern in our fourth down strategy. You're so right about it because for all of the bouquets that we throw at Shanahan and McVay and these, you know, genius guys, watch their games. They don't go for it a lot on fourth down. Just because no. they're these like analytic guys doesn't mean that they are these ultra aggressive. This is you're right. This is not Dan Campbell. McVeigh's the same way. Remember Shanahan at the end of the half in the Green Bay game? Oh, I, brutal. Yeah. Now Shanahan is is it's funny, sneaky conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, he wants to win with run game too, so it makes sense. Man, I don't know. We we keep on looking for answers. Maybe it's just a matter of running into Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you could do whatever you want, that dude on the other side. I thought there was one major mistake Shanahan made on that fourth down where they kicked the field to go ahead in overtime, and yeah. I think it was the play calling. I thought yeah. going – Bagnolo had been bringing heat in every big pressure moment in that game. How do you go empty on a third and four where if you say – go hand the ball off. Or if you go for a shorter pass with with, uh, with Christian McCaffrey, you could have played that situation where you could have had uh, essentially two downs. But because you went incomplete on fourth and four because you didn't expect the blitz, now you have no choice but to kick a field goal. It took the decision out of his hands. Like I think they lost that that drive really on third down as opposed to even kicking the field goal. Because they telegraphed what they were doing. Right. Like, yeah. like Brock Purdy had no time at all in that point in the game. How, if you're going to throw the ball there, are you not going to have someone staying in to protect from the blitz? Well, one thing, though, how many times was there a close, like, third and two or whatever, and they would hand the ball to McCaffrey and it'd be a one-yard loss? Like, there were negative but, runs all over the place right. on both teams. But at that point, though, once you see McCaffrey's out, and I know they ended up motioning him over almost like a jet sweep situation, but you knew he wasn't getting the ball there. Like, once you take that 
completely away. Now the Chiefs know, okay, we can just come ears pinned back, go right at Brock Purdy. And, like, Jennings ran a great route, but it didn't matter because there was too much pressure. Well, look at what happened to the Chiefs on the flip side. They just completely abandoned the run game and d- spread the ball out, and that's when they really started moving, when Mahomes was back there in an empty set altogether. So I honestly think you could have gone the opposite direction earlier or just say, you know what, let's just let Purdy throw the ball. I, I, because they didn't really let him throw the ball. I understand what you're saying on that particular play, but you're talking about one play in a full game, and it almost worked anyway. It was real close. Right, it was close, but again, close only works in horseshoes and hand grenades. And you know, if you know Spagnuolo is going to bring heat, you can't go empty set. You just can't. Like you're going to give yourself no chance of getting Brock Purdy, no chance. And you gave yourself again. We talk about him being conservative or not conservative. I understand. You have to get the field goal there. Like everybody understands that. Yeah. But it, you took your you took it right out of the, everybody's hands by saying, "Hey, maybe we run the ball here. We get a yard or two yards. Now it's fourth and two. Maybe we can decide. Okay, do we?" Can't they were never. They were never going to go for it. I mean, if you I have your answer, you have it. They they did not think they were playing a four down situation, right? Which, which is, I think is a mistake. Which kind of took a lot of the versatility away from the play calling. Andrew Bogus is here. He's got headlines for us. Good morning. Good morning again. Uh, can't help but be ecstatic for Nicole Hardman this morning. He was tricked into signing with the Jets sinking ship. The non-Aaron Rodgers QBs never threw to him. He engineered an overnight escape, resurfacing in the safety of Kansas City, and now he catches the Super Bowl winning TD from Patrick Mahomes. Nicole Hardman, man, battling through adversity this year, being in that moment and making that play that's special. It's the stories you love about the Super Bowl. The Chiefs winning the second uh, overtime Super Bowl, 25-22. Wait, yeah. can we add a little insult to injury here? Not just for our Jets fans who just caught major shrapnel. Well, specifically for them. Specifically yeah. for you guys that hey, Nicole Hardman yep. started the season with the Jets and then ends it catching the game-winning Super Bowl touchdown in overtime, an all-time moment. Not just that, but for some reason the Jets, as soon as the game went final, decided to release some kind of hype video about whatever uniforms you guys are wearing next year. I mean, read the room. Uh, for real? That happened? So it stupid. Happen. And it was Woody Johnson who tweeted it, of all people that uh, Jets fans should absolutely loathe right now. It's so crazy because Jets have maybe the worst uniforms in the NFL. So uh, everybody, Everybody is thrilled to have new uniforms. Nobody wanted it announced during the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's the biggest what loser move of all time. But Okay, so let's go way down deep in the uniform rabbit hole. I'm pretty sure you need to give the NFL like an 18-month to two-year heads up on changing. They've only worn these atrocities for two years, yeah. so do they immediately go, oops, we're getting <laughs> yeah. new ones? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I was, at, I was at their uniform release party two years ago. Or it was actually Lamar. It was like four yeah, years it was like, ago. Yeah, I think four or five years I think is the, is the max and the, or the, the limit. And they, they're <laughs> already saying as soon as the day ended, the season ended, they're like, we're changing. Yeah. The logo is the Rebrand. worst part. The, the logo looks awful. like it's from Josen's in, the ring, in their ring catalog. You can get that inside your little like high school ring. It's the, <laughs> it is the most novice third grade level pro logo ever. It looks like someone tried to draw the old logo. Right. <laughs> Like someone tried to draw the old logo, and like it looks something like this, right? And this is where we landed. You guys are aware that there isn't a single person out of the tri-state area who even remembered McCall Hardman was a Jet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't know Jet fans, no. then? Yeah, I know Jets fans. I'm telling you, anyone who is not in the New York area has to make this even the slightest Jets angle is ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you this: he cost me five hundred dollars yesterday. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, he, I had him on the the first TD of the game. And if he had hit oh. that, that that 50-yard pass, if that scored for a touchdown, I would have won 500 bucks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, wait, wait. So he didn't cost you. Yeah. He yeah, just yeah. didn't win That's you. a little yeah. bit of a funny. 
Coffee and by the way, the fact that Nicole Harbin didn't screw up anything last night is maybe the miracle of all miracles. <laughs> like, it should be called the Kansas City Miracle. Because did you guys think that he was going to make a mistake? Because he always does? Yeah. No, he I, said it was Pacheco with the fumble. Yeah, that was early. But yeah. it, it was, and MVS ran backwards on one play. Yeah. But then, <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs, Chiefs wide receivers are an adventure. <laughs> At least, I mean, I was so disappointed Tony wasn't on the field. Kadarius Tony, just yeah. to, to spice it up. A little bit. We needed something. I'm going to be honest. I, if Kadarius Tony was on the field, I was kind of expecting him to come out on roller skates with Usher. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like Kadarius Tony. He just can't stay away. And just for the record, um, I mentioned Hartman as a Jet because I'm looking at two Jet fans. Like Hi. that was a direct shot yeah, at Pete and EJ. Right. Right. People That's the people only... show know he's a Jet because we complain about him. But he wasn't really a Jet. How long was he in the Jet? Five games. But I even think somebody <laughs> mentioned it on TV last night. Not immediately, but somebody. Either you know, in the pseudo post game show or the actual post game show, talked about him being a jet to start the year and finishing like this. That's what reminded me of his jetsdom. Either it was Nance or Romo. Somebody said it last night on CBS. They they definitely tweeted out the clip of him ta- basically fawning over Aaron Rodgers from Hard Knocks. Oh uh, yes, the wow. My, I'm going to tell my kid I yeah. played with you. I'm going to tell my kids I played with you. It's training camp. Uh, it was a, a 25-22 win for the Chiefs last night. Again, the second Super Bowl overtime game. Uh, the touchdown negating a Niners field goal to open extra time. San Francisco also led 10-0 early at 19-16 late in regulation. But Kyle Shanahan still doesn't have a Super Bowl title. When you're in the NFL, I think every team should hurt except for one at the end. Um, we've gotten pretty damn close, but uh, we haven't pulled it off, and we're hurting right now, but doesn't take away from how proud of our guys I am. Uh, on the flip side, there's Steve Spagnolo. He's nobody, Ryan, or even Larry Bird, but I believe he's the first <laughs> coordinator to be a part of four Super Bowl titles now. It's two straight and three and five seasons for the Chiefs overall, and they trailed by 10 in all three of those wins somehow. Patrick Mahomes, again the MVP, threw for 333 yards, two scores the pick. He ran for 28 yards on that winning drive, a team-high 66 rushing yards total. So we have Pete and EJ and their unending supply of negativity and disappointment. KPIX TV in the Bay Area has these two lovely ladies. And the halftime show. Oh, oh my God, Usher put it down, baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> mm, must be nice to enjoy things. And here's what they were talking about. Mom, Pete, you know you want to dance. Are you just playing the song now? Yes, just sit back and enjoy it. All right, so that's like half of the guest stars in there. That was Ludacris. There was Lil Jon. Of course, there was Usher. There was also Alicia Keys. I think Jermaine Dupri, right? Uh, Her was involved. No Bieber. And Maggie already mentioned it. The most important addition to the show last night Roller skate. It was amazing. <laughs> Should we have known that was coming? Do I not? Do I miss the Usher roller skate nod? Like, or was that a complete shock to everybody? No, I think people know Nick Cannon can roller skate because I don't he, know that either. I think he was in a roller He's skating a movie. Right. Yeah, roll bounce. Which, by the way, has one of the great ending scenes of all time with a rollerblading, a roller skating battle at like a roller rink. I digress. Um, it's something 
the, the degree of difficulty, the camera work was amazing yes. for CBS on the halftime show to get all that roller skating yeah. stuff. Um, there is a little bit of a moment, though, when you realize, like, wow, it's really the soundtrack of my, my, my 20s, like, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, the NFL is now picking acts that are nostalgic for me. Yeah, this is for you now, Maggie. <laughs> I know, like the Tom Petty was for someone a little bit older than me or whatever. It's like, oh, shoot. Oof. I saw a tweet and someone was like, oh, I'm." Uh, someone was like, I have an intern here, and they're listening to Usher songs to, to figure out who he is. They only know OMG. Oh, boy. And I'm like, wow. He's got a whole catalog. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it, Eminem, though, is the ultimate. Eminem, Dre, and Snoop for sure. Yeah, what was last year? Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. Okay. Which is funny. Feels a little current. That being said, it was sort of five years after peak Rihanna. They don't go with the hottest young thing. Yeah, they. There's a. It's like the Hall of Fame waiting period. They want to make sure that you (laughs) stick. But you have to though. You can't just pick someone who's hot right now. Yeah. Who would be the hot one right now? I don't know. Taylor Swift. I was gonna say Taylor. No, Taylor. I mean, they've wanted Taylor for a decade. They can't get her. Dua Lipa. Coke and Pepsi. Uh, Ice Spice. I mean, they. Uh, yeah, Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, you know, someone like that. But like again, you know like, Miley could do it, and I think she'd kill it. She's really she's got good. a catalog that's big enough now. Yeah, well, I, I think Olivia Rodrigo would be even bigger than Miley. It's I mean, too soon. But you're right. I, I agree. It's that. It's the too soon. Yeah. I think you gotta have. You gotta have un. Adulterated classics, like you can't, you, yeah. there can't be any debate about. Oh, are we gonna? This is a one-hit wonder. We're gonna forget in five years, especially now with music. Like you gotta have people who have smash hits, and that's why I well, think someone like Usher works. It's cause... so good. I saw someone put this on Twitter last night. EJ, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, Usher is midnight to the close of the bar. Your whole, my whole life. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Weddings. I mean, I... so so. Did anyone now? I, I felt terrible for what happened with Drake and Law, but you know that happened right. Before Usher goes on stage, well, I should say goes on the field. Yeah, Usher is flipping and spinning and doing. Did any, was anyone concerned about him getting hurt? Like I'm watching this and I'm like, does do they have a backup plan if the performer gets injured? Because <laughs> clearly, you know, yeah. we've had questions about grass and turf, and we had a guy go down just going on the field. I actually, Usher being 45 years old, I'm like, man, he may pull a hamstring or yeah, something. And the last song, he was right on the edge of the whole uh, platform, too. I thought he was going to go over. Yeah, That's the platform was shaking. Did you guys see that? Oh, when they were yeah. all jumping, it was giving. I wasn't sure if that was by design or not. Okay, so we've had some mishaps that have happened. It's not at the Super Bowl halftime show. Like, remember Beyonce's hair once got caught in a fan? Oh. Like a oh, rotating I, fan? I don't remember a, that. Yeah, remember that. That was, I think, at Coachella or something a couple years ago. Um J-Lo's extensions once. have fallen out. Drake tore his ACL at a concert once. That actually, that, that's what, <laughs> what I he thought about. Yeah, like, I, that's what I, I, like, I remember that happened. I was like, I don't know how safe this field is. We've been talking about grass and turf for all these years they now. They have to have a contingency. If somehow Usher would have snapped his Achilles, <laughs> he's not getting on roller skates. They're like, uh, Ludacris, Ludacris, go out there right now, Ludacris. Someone grab Luda. Coldplay performed. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, Chris Martin, where'd you come from? Where's Alicia? Oh, no, they would have brought down uh, Post Malone, who was so hammered once again. (laughs) I saw, I didn't tell you guys, I saw Post Malone on Friday night. It was one of the epic concert experiences. They were, he was lip syncing and he just gave up halfway through. Oh, no. Smoked a cigarette in the middle of a song. And while was, was playing? While was playing and started talking in the front row while the music was on in the background. Good I, for him. I'm not really supposed to. I think it was a private concert. I don't want to say too much, but like he did not care. Picked up that I'm not check. surprised. Um, but, and he did a nice job, I thought, in the pregame, but still. And Usher was definitely singing live yesterday. Was oh, he? Yeah. I, didn't yes. think, I don't think so. 
Oh no, no he, was. he and I, Alicia Keys I saw both moments were. where I thought he. I noticed like I think he was off. No, there are times where he was. He was clearly dancing. So there's so the music's playing. Like he he wants to like. There are times where he wants to like emphasize his dancing, but then there were absolutely times where he was singing. Yes, so, but was he singing the whole time? I oh, think more often I, than not, he was singing live, or he was right. singing to like a backing track. Well, but he was that, definitely he part of it. He was not. <laughs> no, singing but there are live. people who never sing live. No, so he, now you're saying thing partly is, singing live is what you get credit for? Yeah. Of yes. Course. Yeah. Do you, do you guys remember in New York when the Red Hot Chili Peppers didn't even have their instruments plugged in? <laughs> like <laughs> bacon, uh, Bogus, Thank you so much. Lots more to do, including um, where the Super Bowl is going to rank in history. Maybe not the actual negative game. three. <laughs> if this is Pete, we blow it Four. into the sun. But the winners and the losers, the fallout here, we get to that next. And your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They have three receivers left. Kelsey right on third and 12. Mahomes out of the gun. Deep drop. Climbs the pocket. Pumps. Now throws. And it's intercepted! Taken back by the rookie, Jair Brown. What a play by Jair Brown. That ball was overthrown. Mahomes trying to find Kelsey on a corner route. Chiefs champions again. Prof, we'll talk about this dynasty. Three and five years, back-to-back titles. First time since the early 2000s with the Patriots. But what kind of dynasty this is going to be, uh, we'll get into in just a moment. Now, here's a question for the show. I'd like to ask this because we've just been in Las Vegas for a week. Super, um, it was just, a, it was it was awesome. We had a really, really positive and, you know, um, an, an amazing week in Vegas, really. I mean, productive for the show. We made news several times. We broke through and cut through the noise on this show, which is hard to do in those kinds of weeks. But I came, we did some cool things outside of Radio Row, awesome videos. EJ just nailed it. Everyone back here was awesome. I came in this morning. I told Perloff, I go, ah, we messed up. Why is that? We forgot to bring like souvenirs and gifts. 
for Pete and for Bogus. Oh, get out of here. They're not children. <laughs> he said that would have been patronizing <laughs> if we brought you back a gift. Pete, I feel bad that we didn't bring you back anything. Would you have wanted a gift I, or not wanted I, a gift? I and here comes Bogus. I wanted the trophy. <laughs> the trophy. He did, he did say I that. wanted the Lombardi trophy. Okay. That's what I wanted. I came back where Friday, so that would have been hard. I know where, <laughs> where I know where Andrew Bogus falls on this topic. Did uh, you? Okay, we, we couldn't bring back the hat. It was, correct. First of all, Zach needed it for his show in the I'm afternoon. I'm sure he did. <laughs> and, sec- and secondly, that thing is insane to pack. Yeah, I mean, it was an, it was a, I knew it was an offer that you could not make good on when you made it on I Friday. Know. It was just no way it was going to get back here. Um, wear it. I, I, <laughs> I mean, Zach has it. It might be able to grab it from him. Wear it. Check it in. You know what? I. <laughs> <laughs> he put Samter inside, checked at his luggage, and that's how he got back. It's just so funny is I just had a flashback that um, Snooky was on my flight. Nice. And I would have loved to have just been at the baggage claim with Snooky while I'm wearing this huge hat. It would, it's bigger than her. <laughs> She's a little meatball. Yes. Bogish, were you offended we didn't bring anything back? Not even a little bit. Okay. Nope. Would, he, would you have been offended if we brought you something back? Um, offended, no, but it's completely unnecessary. As I said on the air, my gift was having bonding time with just Pete Bellotti last week here. <laughs> There's nobody in the way. Oh, yeah. EJ wasn't stealing my my best that's friend. Right. So that's totally all I need. rolling down the hallway. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need a t-shirt or a little mini souvenir football. I'm good. Okay. How does Pete Bellotti feel about Maggie and Perloff and EJ and just becoming part of the bigger WWE universe? We were basically... Oh, next question. Uh, we were basically <laughs> in the mix. Move on now. <laughs> Honestly, oh. I, I gotta be on, like, I didn't realize. I know a lot of people WWE. We all do, mm-hmm. but man, we know some people on the inside, and they were hooking us up big time. P, yeah. I'm so I'll sorry. Move on. I'm so sorry. Let's Becky, go. Becky, let's grab my biceps. True what? story. Honestly, like, basically, kind of, if, if it would have been an HR violation mm-hmm. if EJ wasn't willing, mm-hmm. and we don't work there. I mean, <laughs> where's the trophy? Did actually. If that bothers you, what about Peter Schwartz basically uh, getting on. a hug from The Rock? <laughs> Move on. Move on. The I, Rock knew Schwartz from his lacrosse coverage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. I'm the, sure. The new Rock and Sock connection. Yeah, I'd love to be in that location where he was. By the way. Here was just, sorry, go ahead. Can you get, EJ, give me some credit for calling what's going to happen in WrestleMania. Oh, oh. Shout I was on top of it. No, shout out to Proloff. He saw them play the first WrestleMania or whatever, second WrestleMania with uh, you know, Mr. T and Hogan. Uh, and said, oh, tag match. Also, I see this coming. See, Proloff is the writer here on the show, and so he understands how you write these kind of stories. Can I just tell you the coolest moment? Well, obviously, sure. we get to go to this press conference, so it's The Rock, it's Cody Rhodes, it's Seth Rollins, who's basically a friend of the show and broke news on the show, uh, calling out Vince McMahon for his uh, allegedly abhorrent behavior, and um, and Roman Reigns. And so after all the media's there and everyone's just hoping to get picked to go backstage, and it's tons of people and all of a sudden, our dude comes out, and he just goes, Hey, Maggie and Perloff and EJ, come on back. The water's parted. Yeah, felt like a real star, unlike yeah. the, the the Pawn Stars incident where uh, <laughs> you only got $1 off on yeah. your deal. Until Seth Rollins goes, you guys again. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> he did. All right. Is the Chiefs dynasty just beginning? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.